Joy's mom died when Joy was 16, a month before her birthday. Her mom worked in the hospital and died from COVID. Her mom was her best friend, but Joy's faith, family, and friends pulled her through. Please note this episode includes discussion of suicide ideation. Please choose another episode if this will be unhelpful to your own grief journey. And now, Joy's story. Hi, this is Beth, and welcome back to the Daughters Without Moms podcast. We are not happy that you're here because of the circumstances that a lot time, a lot of times bring people to this podcast, um, but we're happy that you're joining us to listen to Joy's story today. Uh, Joy is in London and um, has graciously uh, willing to share the story of her mom, Lola. So Joy, I'm going to turn the mic over to you and let you introduce yourself and tell us your story. Um, hi, I'm Joy. Um, I think it's tough to start where to begin from because I feel like no one ever wants to talk about like this kind of situation. But I think I'm hoping my story inspires anybody out there, especially who um, struggles with their faith when something like this happens to them and sometimes it feels like you don't feel like anybody's on your side and then even when you have faith you feel like God's not on your side but I just wanted to be like a hope like a beacon of inspiration for someone that like whatever you're going through you will get through it um my faith is I'm a Christian um I was born in a Christian home um I think being a Christian is all I've ever known in terms of like faith wise um and I didn't really discover my faith properly until I got to university because I lived in the kind of household where like my parents did all the work like the prayers and stuff like that but I think university gave me that chance to be more independent to be more like to discover things and I think going through university especially after my mum passed away it was very difficult for me to stay in the Christian faith because all my life I had been thinking that you know God's always got my back and then for the first time in my life where I felt like oh God didn't have my back I was ready to like turn my back on him and when she died she died when I was 16 she died a month before my 17th birthday and I think when she died, there was a moment, because when it happened, it was a moment of shock initially, because for me, what I thought was, I can't believe that this is my life, because no one ever thinks that that's going to happen to you, like, no matter what age, like, yeah, in the back of our minds, like, we know that we're all going to die someday, but you just never know when it's going to happen. And then when it does happen, it's like the biggest shock, especially when it's like, so soon like he never expected it and when it happened I was 16 and I just couldn't believe that from now on the rest of my life I was going to be if someone asked about your mom I was going to say yeah she died when I was 16 and I think that was the biggest adjustment for me because I also did not like change I hated change so this was a massive change for me and it's not something that I could go back and change it but it was going to be permanent and I think it was one of the lessons that I had to learn growing up um but for my mom she was she passed away um because of COVID because it was in 2020 and um she worked in the hospital so she contracted she contracted it from there she was a frontline staff and honestly we thought that she was going to get better because I think there was a time the day before that she passed away she was just happy she was she was just her normal self like she was eating she was watching a movie and I'll never forget the movie the movie that we watched was Miracle in Cell Cell number um, something and I just remember thinking that yeah like God has given us our miracle like yeah like she's better and then I kid you not like four or five hours later my dad's like calling me as I was going to bed he's shouting my name and he's saying I need to come downstairs because they were staying downstairs at the time because it was just easier for my mom to access the toilet the kitchen 
everything and my dad's like saying oh she can't breathe and I was shocked because I was thinking oh we just need to help her breathe and things like that but in the split of a second like all of a sudden she just stopped breathing and we were calling her name calling her name but she wasn't answering and when you're seeing this all unfold in your eyes like you can't help but go into panic mode because you're like oh we need to call the ambulance this this that that and we had one of our relatives live like the next street against us so we just planned on calling them and saying oh we don't know what's happened and I remember my dad was just like call 911 and I was calling um 911 or 999 sorry rather I just watched the 911 show I was calling 999 and um they called and the woman on the phone she was asking my dad to perform CPR and nothing was happening so we was like in my head I was like I'm waiting for the professionals to come and do something and when they came obviously they tried their best but obviously like she wasn't revived and I think in that moment it was like no one ever describes like I can't really describe how it was but it was kind of like all the moments I had with her like flashed before my eyes and all the moments that I thought I was gonna have with her like I was like oh she's not gonna be at my graduation she's not gonna be at my wedding when I have my first child like she's not gonna be there and like all these things that we had talked about doing we're not gonna get to do and I think that's when like real realization set in and I realized that this is real life it was kind of like a pinch me moment where I was just waiting to like wake up and sometimes every day I still wait to wake up and just hope that you know all of this was just a dream a horrible dream but just a dream but then it's still it's still the same reality that I wake up in and I think from there on that's where like from that moment there that's where like my journey with my faith and who I am as a person and still recovering and understanding the grieving process because one thing I didn't know was how to understand the grieving process because I thought it was just something which was a short period then you move on but I think one thing that I really wanted to understand was like how I could go from zero to a hundred and then a hundred to zero again and it just be the littlest of things that would trigger me or maybe it's just like I see something that reminded me of her and then like I'm just bursting into tears and navigating that through school and it's just like it was just too much to handle at most points and I think that's where I really had to go out and seek help and it wasn't something that I'd done before because she was the one that I would go to if I was struggling with anything but she wasn't here with me and yeah I think it was just very tough but before like I go into like what I was gonna say like the things I do talk about like are like depression and I'm triggered when you like suicide and things like that um but when it happened um I was 16 and I was getting into A levels which was basically the exams that you take before you go into university and It was very difficult going back to school because when you go back to school, a lot of people, obviously through no fault of their own, sometimes some people would take a lighthearted joke of the whole COVID situation, how like I escaped it, but nobody ever really, you couldn't really go out and say, yeah, but my mum passed away from COVID because it's just like, I didn't want to spread my business first of all and then number two I just didn't want to seem like a buzzkill in a sense so when it happened it was something where I had already told my close close friends but for everybody else I was just hiding my true emotions and I think obviously I had to tell the school and my the school of the school of our year like the head of our year and she offered to me therapy for the first time and at first I was hesitant because I had never been in that kind of setting before but I took it after asking for advice from my dad and he advised me to take it so I took um the therapy counseling sessions and 
I think the first session that I had, I think that was the first time where I truly broke down about everything because I just felt like life was going at 100 and I felt like I was back at zero like I didn't know what to do where to go who to talk to how I went from losing my mom to going back to school I had so much work to catch up on and then I was just like now I have to focus on my education but in the back of my mind I'm like I'm my mentally I'm not there and I think I just remember crying like so hard and obviously the session ended and as I left the session I went back to the class that I was in and my friend she was just like have you been crying and I was just like no I haven't been crying and then she said oh let's go outside and I went outside with her and she was just like have you been crying and I was just like yeah I was crying but don't worry about it and then she was just like what happened and then I remember she was one of the friends that I told her about what happened And then I was just like, oh, yeah, I went for a counselling session or a therapy session for what happened to my mum. And she was so shocked. She was just like, don't, she was like, don't hate me. But like, I genuinely forgot about what happened to your mum because you masked your emotions so well. Like, I thought that you were just perfectly fine. And I was just like, and then that's what I really, really, really realised that I definitely needed help because I think I was so good at masking how I was feeling so it would be like nobody would be like how are you feeling until you could physically see that I was crying so I decided that I needed to take those therapy sessions seriously and from there on it was I think it was smooth sailing for and when I say smooth sailing I say it in inverted commas because I think I just decided to focus on my education I decided to focus on just like trying to get the best grades as I can to go to university because it was exam season and I just decided to focus on that and I kind of put my mental health to the side I didn't really I wanted to but I didn't really take the therapy sessions serious I just saw it as a way to just talk to my counsellor about things which are going on in my life until she mentioned to me she said um she mentioned to me and she said that um have you gone to go and see your mom's um burial site and I said I don't think I have the guts to do that because I think it's a situation where I just wasn't ready to see everything finalized on the day of the funeral that was the first and I thought it was going to be the last day that I would see the burial site I just physically and mentally was not ready to go and see it because I think that's when it would feel final and like it would feel so real to me so she encouraged me to go and see it because she wanted me to accept the fact that what had happened had happened and it's something that I couldn't change and it's something that I needed to realize that this has happened but then it's just like even though she can't move forward like you have to move forward for her in a sense where life goes on and it's just like it had been a year at that time and she was just like the first step was going and seeking help and then it's just now it's just like she was basically giving me advice saying I want you to go to the burial site and to finalize it because it's something where in my mind a part of me was just like oh she's just gonna walk through the door or I think it's a dream and she's just like my therapist she was encouraging me saying you need to understand that what has happened has happened and there's nothing you can do to change that but you can change your outcome I mean your perspective on life and how you view life and she asked me if I was um, religious and I said I am religious and she said it's good that you are religious in the sense where your faith can also help you and how you view life at the same time but I think at the time I was definitely struggling with accepting everything that happened alongside with my faith because I was definitely in that bubble where I was just like God let me down so I don't think I want to be a Christian anymore but I think I pushed it to the back of my mind and I was just like I'll do it later thinking I just knew at the time I was just like I have no intention of going back and looking at the burial site but then 
when results day came and university like going choosing your university options came around the corner I think that's when everything started to sink in for me because I was like I'm going to university and she's not going to be there and I think even when it came to choosing my my school for A-levels she was the one that helped me choose it so when it came to choosing university I was struggling because I was just like I don't even know if I'm making the right decision because she helped me with the decisions I've ever made in my life and they always turned out to be a great decision so I was so scared that I was going to make the wrong decision and I was even thinking of just not going to uni university in, in general because I was just like I wouldn't want to be away from my family just in case anything happens because if anything happens and I'm in university it was like I would never forgive myself because it's just like you chose to go to university and something happened to your family and you weren't there and I think that was the only time where I was happy that I was one of the last people that my mum saw because I wanted her to know that I mean I wanted her to know that she that I cared that I was there and I was there until she closed her eyes basically and I just didn't want to go to university at all but my dad like uh, honestly bless my dad because he really supported me and everything like he he said he wanted me to go he wanted me to make sure that I experienced university and then in the back of his mind he wanted me to just do things normally but I just I couldn't explain to him how much how like things aren't normal anymore like it's not like everybody dreams that or they have their mom their dad great relationships with their mom and their dad and it's just like that that was not the normal the new normal for us was just him me and my two younger brothers and I was just like if the case is where I don't have to go to university that's fine with me because I was just like as long as I'm surrounded by my family I'm fine but I think my dad really encouraged me he was just like I want you to go to university because I don't want it to be a case where you regret that you didn't go to university so I took his advice and I went to university but I think the first couple months at university were just hell like I hated I hated it so bad I caught the freshest flu and it was just terrible like I was sick for like months I just hated university and I was so ready as dramatic as it sounds but I was so ready to drop out because I was just like if this is what university is like I don't want to experience it at all I was ready to just go home but then I think at the height of how I was feeling how sick I was feeling like I called my dad and I was just crying on the phone to him I was just like I'm not feeling well at all like I feel so sick and I also had like a blocked ear and it was blocked so even when I was going to lectures like I could barely hear what the university lecturer was saying because I was just like I can't hear so I just quit going to lectures so I was behind on work I was just bedridden like I didn't eat and then I just called my dad and I broke down to him on the phone and I was just like oh, I just I just want to come home and then he was just like okay let me pray for you and then I put the phone to the ear that it was blocked and he prayed for me and then like in that moment like the ear just unblocked and like when I felt it I was just like oh my gosh like I can hear and then he was just like yeah that's that's God that's God and I was just like and then in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, maybe it's just dumb luck. Maybe just at that specific time that, you know, my ear just wanted to unblock. But then I was just like, at the same time, I was just like, but that's so serious, though, because like so many times I was just like, oh, God, please, like just because I need to hear what my lecture is saying. But then I think based on how I was feeling and my relationship with God, I could understand why I guess my prayers weren't going to him because I just I kind of like blocked off my heart from him in a sense where I would pray just to get my own selfish wants but I wasn't praying because I had genuine faith but my dad who had his genuine faith like he prayed he was just like no you're you're gonna get through this and you'll be able to get through university I then was and when he prayed and my ear just unblocked I was just like okay maybe this is a good sign and then it was like my dad was just like oh this is a great testimony you should say it in church and then it I instantly remembered when I was praying I was like God if you unblock my ear like I will give a testimony in church 
And then I was just like, oh, and coincidentally, it happened on Saturday and church was on Sunday. So I was just like, I technically have to give a testimony now. So I went to church and I was just like, oh, I'm going to give a testimony. And I was so shy, but I was just like, I just have to do it because like I technically said I was going to. So I gave the testimony. And I think that's where like the start of my faith started because I was just like, God heard my prayer. But I think throughout my journey, it was a lot of doubt because God will be hearing my prayer in a lot of things. And I'd be like, but I'd be like, oh, thank you, God. But then I would think back to be like, but when you was praying, I would heal your mom and keep her like he didn't answer that prayer. So like, how can you thank God? And then I think it wasn't until I went home and I genuinely like I broke down like for the minute time to my dad and I was just like why would God do this and he pointed out a bible verse that really like I hold on to till this day and it's in Isaiah somewhere and it was just like um it was basically describing how good people pass away but the godly often die before their time because God is sparing them from a greater evil and one thing about my mom like she was a very godly woman like she was always about God she was always about Jesus and I think even till her dying breath as what because my dad was by her side the whole time he would tell me how she was praying for us praying for my dad praying that he will that God will sustain us and she was just a she was just a ray of sunshine I think that's the best way to she was like a godly ray of sunshine and I think one thing that I genuinely liked was people would be like oh yeah you look like your mom a lot I mean after after everything that happened I used to hate that compliment because it just used to make me cry but now like when people are like oh yeah you look like your mom it's just like thank you and then it's just like I'm always telling myself I hope that one day like I act like her in the same way like even the way she was as a mother as a person as she is an individual as a whole like she was just a wonderful human being and I think I really saw how she impacted so many lives on the day of her funeral where we were when we stepped outside to follow the carriage on the way to the gravesite all our neighbors came outside to say that they're sorry how that they were how that they knew my mom and she was a wonderful person and I only knew two neighbors out of the whole group of neighbors and I was just like when did she have a conversation with me because I never saw that and it was just like yeah she was such a lovely woman and then it just like it really showed me who she was as a person because it's just like she wasn't a person to discriminate against anybody she would talk to you she would try and make your day and I think it just made me want to live my life in a sense the way that she did as well because I think everyone needs people like that who are not afraid to say their faith but then also distribute the characteristics about their faith which was kind generous loving godly and that's who she was as a person and it just made me miss her even more because I think there was just so many things that she was supposed to teach me in regards to just general living and then as a Christian but I think it was also part of the journey of me like also just growing myself as an individual and growing in God's love and also trying to understand God's love because for a while I just could not understand how God loves me if he took away somebody that I loved but I think for me, it was more so I had to go through something in order to, it's like when they say like, in order to get silver, it has to go through fire. And then when it comes out, it's refined. So I was just like, okay, even though this process is horrible, but like, if I had to go through this in order to be what God wants me to be, so be it. But it just wasn't the best journey at all like I went through so many depressive episodes and I didn't even know it was depression until like my therapist she sent me um a GP and she was just like if it gets worse you know like there are options where you could go and ask for um antidepressants and at first it wasn't registering in my brain that I was going through depression but 
when looking back how I would be around my friends I'd be happy but then literally when I get back to my room I was just like it was just just feeling dead inside like I just felt like the smile that I was showing was fake the happiness I was showing was fake the joy I was showing was fake and I was just like it was I would go into depressive episodes and it was strange because I would feel them coming and it it just became even worse because before for the first year it would come only around the day of her passing away her birthday and Christmas but then in uni it just came so frequently like anytime like anything went wrong in my life like I could feel a depressive episode coming and then there was just one day where it was just so bad like I just I genuinely thought that day that I was gonna end it all because I went to bed and I said like I don't I don't want to do this anymore and I was just like I just can't like I just I was just ready to just yeah I was just ready to just end it I was just like I can't do this anymore I think my exams were just bad and I know a lot of people were just like oh yeah like how can your exam but like your exam results in school can really affect your mental health to a way to a very deep deep way and I was just going through so much back home a lot of things had happened to my family again and I was just dreading the worst and I was just like I can't physically see that happen to my family again so I was like, I'd rather just like end it also I don't have to see that and I think before the day I wanted to commit I, I went to bed and I slept for like the longest and then I was I heard like a banging on the door of my accommodation and when I woke up my our accommodation manager they was like oh yeah we just called to check in because your dad called you multiple times and he was just worried because you didn't pick up and I was just like oh I was just sleeping and then they was just like oh yeah I think you should call your dad and let him know that you're okay so then I called my dad I was like yeah I'm fine he was just like oh are you okay are you sure like do you need to come home and stuff like that like and I was just like yeah I'm fine and then he was just like make sure you go to your lectures and if you need someone to talk to just know that I'm here and things like that and I think that was a way where God was reminding me that you know like just don't give up like don't give up just yet and I just don't give up in general and I think there's so much depth in that whole phrase don't give up because sometimes it's just so easy because it's easier to give up but when like you don't give up and you see how like not giving up you see like the product of not giving up and it's such a beautiful product it's just like you're just thankful that you never gave up in the first place then to give up and not see basically as the bible says that you're the fruits of your labor and it's just like now I'm just like I'm so glad that I didn't give up because it's just like if I did give up like all the friends I would have made that I've now made and all the people I've met who have now helped me along the journey like I would have never met them I would have never been doing this podcast and it's just like I think I'm just so glad that that phrase don't give up even exists because whoever made that up thank you very much because I think it just holds so much depth and after that I just realized that yeah I have to keep going and I decided to take my walk with Christ very seriously because with Christ it was kind of like when I learned that having a relationship with Christ God reaches out to you but then you also have to reach out to him God wants to spend time with you you also have to spend time with him and I was expecting it to be oh just God do this to me God do this to me but I wasn't ready to give my half back I was ready I wasn't ready to read the Bible I wasn't ready to pray I wasn't ready to ask for help and I wasn't ready to do all of that I was just expecting God to do everything and then one thing that my mom always used to say is you always need to do your part and then God will do the rest and I was just like I need to be able to do my part so I finally had the guts to reach out because after I went to uni my counselor said if you need to talk to me let me know but I kind of just stopped talking to her and I realized that I think that was also a mistake so I went back and I reached out to someone one of my friends who I didn't expect who would help me as much as she helped me but she helped me and she opened up about her experience and what she went through 
and how like she went through similar things where like she went through a dark place and then she was also suicidal but how like she just didn't give up and then I was just realizing all the people God had placed in my life and how like their stories like inspired me how we all went through something but we all went through that phase where she's like no you can't give up just yet and I also want want to point out to like people who are going through something and they're just feeling like maybe tomorrow's the day or today's the day like just don't give up like I think at the time it can be something that you're sick of hearing but someone's like don't give up don't give up you can do this you can do this but I think one thing I noticed and one thing my faith has really taught me it's just like patience is a virtue like it may feel like forever when you're finally seeing something but it's so corny but there's always God at the end of the rainbow like just keep going like you have to climb up a hill probably many hills but then when you actually see the fruits of your labor you'll be glad that you never gave up when you did and I think that's something that my faith taught me so much how like patience is a virtue like you have to be patient and God's put and God puts you in patient situations for you to develop patience and I was just like I don't know how I'm going to be able to do this journey but I know that with God I can be able to do it and I just need to be comfortable to reach out to people because I think that's something that I never did as an older sibling I everyone was always coming to me I I I think one of my favorite phases about being an older sibling is just like you're this basically the second parent because if anything happens to your siblings it's on you and then I was pushed to be a parent way quicker than I thought like even at 16 17 like you're not supposed to be picking up your brothers from school or yada 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 but like I just I eventually had to do it because I had no choice and then basically it was more so a thing where I just had to grow up way quicker than was expected I had to show who I was to my friends as their friend and a teenager but then also to my family I was I had to be responsible parent like whilst being a teenager and it's like you can't split yourself into like you're either one or the other and like I wanted to be the other where I was just joy just having fun but I was like that's not the case I have to help raise my brothers in a sense and it was just difficult and going to uni coming back obviously I I told my dad that you know if you need help just let me know things where it's like oh I don't know what to do for your brother's birthday so I'd have to cancel things at uni to go back to London and help with my brother's birthday then go back to go back to school it was something where it felt difficult at times but I think just putting my trust and my faith in God I was just like God just help me because I don't think I can do this and just being open and honest at the same time where if I couldn't do it I would say I can't do it at this time and it's okay to say no at the same time it's okay to prioritize your mental health first because at the end of the day your mental health affects you it doesn't affect anybody else and if you always put your mental health at the back burn and you're putting other people first your mental health is the one which is going to suffer and then it's just going to affect you and you don't want it to get to a point where it's too late so I think that's something that I also realized where I have to take my mental health seriously and when I did I put it hand to hand with God and with my faith I realized it's going to be okay but I think with my journey in awe it's just something where it's still an ongoing thing like there'll be days where I'll just like cry or burst out crying but I think when now that I know but compared to before now that I know what to do who to go to who to turn to and how to pray and what to do it's just a lot easier in a sense where I feel like I have a greater support system compared to who I was like two years ago I think I always had a support system but I didn't explore it as much as I have now and I think it's so important where when you realize your support system like utilize your support system like they're there to help you and I think that's that's the main thing
that I can talk about. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a, it's a great thing to talk about. Um, I didn't have a background in faith when, when my mom died. Um, and so I often think back, think how my, how my journey would have been different if I would have, um, instead I was just angry at God for about 20 years. <laughs> so, um, that's a, that's another, it's a whole different story, but so is your dad aware of, of the depth of your struggle when you were at university? Like if he listens to this, will he already know the things you're mm-hmm. saying in here? Okay. I think okay. with the depression, I think he knew about the de- um, the depressive episodes, but I think with the thoughts of suicide, I didn't want him to know because I think he would get too worried in a sense where he'd just want to coddle me and I don't know that I don't like to be coddled but I feel like when I'm going through something I do appreciate moments where I just have time to think and I feel like I probably should have told him at the time because then I think I was just doubting how he would have reacted but now when I look back I feel like I should have definitely told him because I feel like he would have given me the correct advice at the time and I was just glad that he was the one that was calling me at the time and saying can you pick up the phone because I think if he didn't call I think it would have been a completely different situation Mm. so it seems like he knew even if you hadn't told him yeah Mm. Mm -hmm. yeah I call it the mama bear vibe but apparently your dad had a papa bear vibe yeah Mm -hmm. wow Hmm. that's really interesting so I looked up the verse that you were speaking of. It's Isaiah 57, 1. Good mm-hmm. people pass away. The godly often die before their time. But no one seems to care or wonder why. No one seems to understand that God is protecting them from the evil to come. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I don't think I've ever had anybody point that out to me. Um, and I also looked up while you were talking, I've gone to a group called Grief Share, which is a, a Christian grief um, mm. program. It's like 12 weeks long. Have you ever been to one? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Well, they have them there. It looked that they are in London. Um, but I, we've done a lot of, shared a lot of verses, but we've never um, talked about that one. So thank you for bringing that up and sharing it. It's interesting. So um, how how old are your brothers? Do you mind me asking? Um, at the time it happened or right now? Now, now. Um, one of them is 12 and then one of them is eight. Oh, that's yeah. okay. Hmm. I could see how you would be pushed into that role of growing up quickly and having to feel like you have to take care of your brothers. Yeah, hmm. interesting. And you're still in university right now? Yeah, I'm still in university, yeah. Yeah, and how is it going? It's going good. I think second year was way better than first year because first year it was just a mess. But second year, like, I was just utilizing the support system that I had and it was still difficult at times because there would be times where I would just fall back. Like, I just wouldn't want to do anything. But then towards the end of the year, it started to get better where I just started to take my faith more seriously and I just started to just be more appreciative of the things that I have and it just started to get a lot more better yeah Mm -hmm. um so you talked at one point in time about that you you masked your emotions and you were hiding them so that no one knew um now that you're feeling more secure in your foundation of faith are you sharing your story more or do you still put your mask on? Um, I think I'm more inclined to share my story where like I feel more comfortable to share my story. But I'm definitely like through and through, like from the beginning of time, I was always a private person. So like I feel like I was like, I'm not just going to pop out with the new friends I made and be like, oh, yeah, hey, this is what happened to me and things like that. I think. If it's something where it's in conversation, like I'll talk about it, but I think just for the sake of privacy, but I think this is the most public thing I've done where like I'm sharing it on a podcast, but I think I just want to like help someone out there who's going through a similar situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
I, yeah. and I think the, the privacy thing is definitely, um, important. Um, and I've had, you know, other people, I mean, my mom's been, it's been a long time and I'm in an age now where it's not, not uncommon for people to have lost, you know, their mom. I was 13 at the time, but, um, where people have shared about, you know, basically lying to like, if you're meeting somebody that's just an acquaintance and you are never going to see them again, they're like, yeah. why, why am I going to go into that? You know, mm. why? Um, so I can understand that there's certain circumstances and situations where it seems like it's okay to share in other times where you're just going to keep it private. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Plus, because you mentioned, you know, the whole, um, all of the, the environment surrounding your mom dying from COVID, you know, I mean, now I don't know how it is there now. I don't, it's not, it's not something that people talk a lot about here yeah. now in the States, but I could see where that would be a very sensitive subject. Um, yeah. And, and kind of like a hot topic at yeah. that time um, and lots of opinions and lots of people who had have mm -hmm. very strong opinions. So I could see where that would, cause you to kind of keep it to yourself too yeah a little bit of self-protection yeah just literally just to preserve my feelings because I know people have their own like thing about COVID how some people think it's fake or the, a government thing but I think they're not sensitive to the fact where COVID did affect a lot of people's lives um maybe they either got COVID or for some people in my situation where a family member passed away so it's just like I think I just prefer to keep it to myself because of people's opinions on COVID. So I just choose to be quiet about it. But yeah. Mm -hmm. I could understand that. Um, so I was, you know, people fill out a Google form to be on here and Joy had shared um, that your mom had passed from COVID. And I, uh, this is, I don't know how to say this the right way so that it doesn't sound, I, I just am glad she was at home with you guys. Yeah you know, a lot of people passed in a hospital by themselves and that just breaks my heart. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm sure it was very traumatic for you to view that and to, to, to experience that. Um, but you said she knew, you know, that you were there and that you loved her, that, you know, you were the one of the last people that she saw. Yeah. 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 It'd be hard to be in a hospital by yourself. I don't know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um. So, if someone if someone asked you, so this is one of the things that I struggled with for so long, and and you talked about a little bit that you know that God had had not had your back, you know, because you prayed for your mom to be healed and all that kind of stuff. So, um, our pastor just talked about this in church the other day about how that a lot of people carry around anger from like a, a legalistic view of God that you know God is condemning and God is judging and so you were punished that's why I always say why was I punished why did why was why did my mom die what would you say based on your your turn of um how you feel in your own relationship mm -hmm. with God what would you say to Joy who was back three years ago or four years ago questioning and doubting and like, how would you try to, how would you try to, I'm not convinced, but like, what, what do you know now that's different than what you knew then? I think compared to what I knew then, I never really understand, like, I never really understood the the depth of how God sent his son to die on the cross for us. And it was just an example of his love. And at first I was just like, because my main thing was I never understood how God loved me if he could betray me like that and what really was pointed out to me was how many times humanity has betrayed God in a sense where how many times have we lied or stolen something a little bit or argued with someone or showed malice to someone or just done something which offends God in a sense where it's not something that us as his children would want us to do but he's always been there to show mercy on us, show his love on us. And it was it was kind of like we're so quick to blame God for the bad things in our lives that we completely dismiss the good things that he's done for us. And I just remembered 
when I was going through when I was going through this and I was opening up to my friends about this I remember there was a specific time where I was just sitting down in my room and all the good things which God has done for me like it just like it's so strange to say but it just flashed before my eyes I was just like oh when he saved my brother when he was in a car accident or when just when I was just praying for some good results and I got some good results and it was just all those things where I had prayed God for protection or and I think one of my favorite things was just like it was such an underrated blessing to like go home and then come back home unscathed because some people go home and then they never come back and it was just like some people might call it luck but then to me it's just like that's definitely God's protection in my eyes so I was just like along with the verse of like good people pass away but also because to me it was just like yes I went through something and I felt like oh God didn't have my back but it's just like God has had my back and it doesn't mean that we're not going to get hurt in the process because that's just part of life like we are going to get hurt in the process but when you realize who is behind you and who has your back and your front and all your sides it's just like you will know that you will get through this process and it's just hard to hear in the moment but I think when you definitely take the time to get to know God's love for us as individuals you'll see how like moments like this where maybe a loved one has passed away you'll find comfort in Christ and I think that's what I had to learn to do I had to find comfort in Christ like there wasn't comfort in like going to the club all the time with my friends and things like that like it was fun in the moment but it was kind of like immediate gratification I had fun I did this but then when I got home I was crying in my bed it didn't heal anything but I found healing in Christ and I think that's what I would tell to pass me and to anybody else out there who was struggling in that same position. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the thing that I always think about is that, and it's, and it's hard to be a follower of Jesus. It's not easy. And it's not something that, you know, a lot of people even um, are supportive of in our day and age. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, it's hard work. Um, but in the end, it makes like decisions and your life journey path easier where before when you were putting the hard work into your relationship with God, the journey and the path was really hard. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So my thing is like, it's going to be hard work one way or the other. Either mm-hmm. you do the hard work and you do the self-reflection and you you put some you know time and effort into your prayer life and to reading the Bible or you're going to prolong it and eventually it's going to happen anyways. Yeah. You know, um, life isn't easy. Life isn't easy. I also had this misconception that like Christians, if they followed all the rules and did all the good things that they would be, their lives would be protected and saved and nothing bad would happen to them. And that's just not true. I mean, the bottom line is that God is with you through all of it, the good and the bad. Um, and one of the things that we talked about in grief share is the shortest verse in the Bible, which is Jesus wept. Mm -hmm. So I think this, you know, that it's, it is okay to grieve too. It is okay to, to weep and to, to feel longing and sorrow. And that doesn't mean that you don't have faith in God. It means that we're human. Um, you know, whereas I, me personally, I just had this misconception that, if you did all the things and checked all the boxes and had your act together, that there would be no reason to cry, but that's just not true. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I usually wrap up the podcast. If there's a final thought or something you want to share with the listeners before we, before we finish. Um, okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, I guess one thing I would like to say is, um, and in terms of the grieving process, I am a firm believer in how like sometimes the grieving the grieving process feels like it's never going to end because it could have happened five, ten years ago, but there's always, I mean, like it's like you said, like we're human, like emotions happens and it might just be a little thing where it just reminds you of something that you know your mom has done and you just break down in tears and I just want like 
to let people know like that's normal that's okay because I think for me I was waiting for the grieving process to end I was just like I'm ready to just stop crying about everything but I think one thing that helped me realize is how it's like grieving is normal and there was a show that I watched called Human Resources on Netflix and I feel like they captured the essence of grieving so beautifully because I feel like when everyone looks at grieving they think of it as like a dark time or period and sometimes it can get like that but then also when you realize that you have to grieve in order to move on you'll kind of see the beauty in grieving because I didn't want to grieve because I didn't want to accept the fact that what happened what happened but when I learned to grieve and I learned to talk about my emotions and I learned to accept that it's okay to cry I was then able to slowly but surely move on with my life in a positive way, knowing that I've grieved and it's okay if I still need to grieve or take moments to grieve. But I think my main message is if you're still grieving, it's okay. Like it's not an easy loss to get over like at all, but just make sure you always have someone that you need to talk to. And if you are interested in faith, like Christ, like being a Christian it does help with the grieving process at the same time yeah I 100% agree yeah well thank you so much for being here and for sharing your story with us thank you if you'd like more information on my thoughts about the grief journey please visit my website www.yourgriefjourney.com. If you'd be interested in sharing your story on the podcast, please send me an email to daughterswithoutmoms at gmail.com.